Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Let's just hand Arsenal the title, shall we? And Totti <laughs> wants his Rolex back. It's Monday, the 17th of October. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Dedita Adaraja. And I'm Pete Rolex Donaldson. <laughs> Welcome along, everybody. How are we? Good. Yeah. Good. Better than two people in this room. <laughs> because I was oscillating at the Ramble Patron drinks yesterday uh, between Shandy's and uh, normal beers. Uh, but uh, two uh, men to my right and left. Hello. They, they were not Hi. oscillating between we Shandy's and beers. You two stink. <laughs> <laughs> stink of success and good times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what and high living. What time did you finish up? I think we knocked it on the head about 11, I think. I think so. Which yeah. tells a, I mean, story. on a Sunday. Yeah. That's, that's just licensing laws, isn't it? Well, you exactly. would have gone through, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I heard there were a few baby Guinnesses being were. shared about. Mark has had one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. drinks, isn't it? Really? So just yeah. shots. He's yeah, yeah. Kind of a one nothing. Then he got confused. Thought he was a giant. Not have sit down. That is uh, one of my. That is my highlight of the weekend. Actually, because uh, yesterday I um, got the penultimate. What proved to be the penultimate round in, and I got right. a round of baby Guinnesses. But I think I called them little Guinnesses <laughs> because I turned back. Because you're the a little bar. fish. Yeah, it was a real Guinness, but someone <laughs> like Brassel handed it to me. <laughs> um, I, I turned to the bar, and the woman was um, 
<laughs> pour it like actually like on the pump with Guinness into a little shot glass. A little shot glass. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. And I realised I it was my fault because yeah. I had explained to her what I wanted and I just described a Guinness. A little in a Guinness. Shot glass. <laughs> oh, well, that's thank lovely. you, thank you everyone for coming along to the Patreon yeah. watch along yesterday. Um, everyone that was there said they had a brilliant time. Um, and yeah, as Vish said, one of his highlights of the weekend was being there. What was yours, Pete? Uh, I've got four highlights. Oh, God. Andy Brassel not getting the Mbappe news he wanted from oh, Friday's yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Bale's PGA Tour advert where he's in a very sparse um, room in his house playing the PGA Tour video game. I haven't seen that. Venfra uh, um, Kofu, my uh, J-League team, they've gone, they have gone. won the Emperor's Cup and now they're in the Asian Champions League even though they're going down to J3 by, by, uh, uh, by a few weeks' time. Uh, and also um, Jacob on Twitter got in touch and um, let us know about John the Toaster. Yes. Have you seen this guy? This is magnificent. John he's the a toaster ma- he's a man a who just wears a toaster on his head and he just toasts you a bit of <laughs> bit of food here and there. Yeah. Which I think is a lovely, lovely fatherly skill to have. Just, Do you want some toast? There you go. It's like a real life superhero, isn't it? Yeah. In a way. He's a really he, specific uh, skill set. Yeah, Did so he get bitten by a radioactive toaster? <laughs> I don't know, like just to, in the crumb tray. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very wise because actually sometimes you go to these football matches and the food on offer isn't great. So mm. if you've got a loaf of bread with you and there's a yeah. plug, then you can yeah. have some if toast. Can't go wrong with toast, with can you? you? Well, you you can easily buy a loaf of bread, can't you? How how much does a loaf of bread cost, Jules? <laughs> well, I, I have no, no, no. Genuinely. I've been in Frankfurt all yeah. week. It is fifteen Deutschmarks. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, I have to eat really ridiculous bread because uh, I can't have gluten. So right. my loaf of bread costs more than a normal loaf of bread. Jules is ridiculous bread. <laughs> I'd love to see that advertising uh, 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 contract. But my first question was with John the Toaster, who just has a toaster on his head and toasts bread at will. Condiments. He, he baptizes. Um, what do you mean? He us. What does that mean? Like baptizers. Like John the Baptist <laughs> baptizes. He, he, uh, I, I wondered, like, is he pat tested? And he is pat tested. He's tested the, he's got the toaster tested out. So, so he uses it. So he's yeah, allowed to use it anyway because it, it is, pa- it is pat tested. No, I don't think so. That would be foolish. Oh, no, I think it? he does use it on his head. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just bends down to a plug, plugs it in. <laughs> People Two and a half minutes. Is it ready? I don't know. I can't see it's on top, yeah. top of my head. If you've gone far enough to wear a toaster on your head, you, yeah. you kind of probably want to. Yeah, you want to yeah. use it properly. Follow it through, right? Thing is, though, is I want to know how many different sort of things he has to put on the toast, like jam, yeah. mom. You had marmite Appar- this morning, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Apparently, he, he does have pate on him. Pate. Ooh. Somebody said he had pate very on him. Fancy. Somebody said he had pate. It's he's Blythe Spartans fan, isn't he? But he, but he wears a, a toaster on his head. So, so yeah, he was, he was spotted mm. at that FA Cup game, Blythe mm. against Wrexham, which finished a one-all draw. So there's a replay in that one. Pretty Beautiful. Well, hopefully we'll see him again. We'll as, see him again, yeah. As fun as it is, it's got to be quite annoying if you sat behind him. Mm. Yeah, Can't okay. see the game because a, the, a man has a toaster on his head. It's a very, <laughs> very avoidable situation. <laughs> yeah. What was your highlight, Jim? Uh, I'm going to pick two um, because if, if Pete can have four, I'm going to have two. Um, the first <laughs> one was Aaron Ramsdale saving uh, a shot with his balls. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> More of that, please. And the second was Andy Brassel watching Lille versus Leon on his phone uh, in the corner of the pub as he threatened to. I thought he was Whilst joking. He, he really did do that. Whilst Man City was yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that's so Andy Brassel, isn't yeah. it? I had my, uh, my, I've got a folding phone that gets bigger when you fold mm. it out. And I had the, um, I, I mean, I didn't have the Newcastle Man United. <laughs> no, 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 we weren't. We, no, we, we couldn't were, have watched it. We, we couldn't have watched it. Mean, watching it. No, we weren't all watching it. No. No, there was only we were all focused on the game on the TV. Yes, the legal the Chelsea Aston Villa game, mm. and no one else was watching any other game. No, true, illegally true or otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Well, shall we get through some of the weekend's games then? Because Liverpool won, Manchester City nil was 
an unbelievable match. Uh, Liverpool ending Manchester City's unbeaten start to the season. Jurgen Klopp getting sent off. Man City having a goal disallowed. It was absolute chaos, but it was brilliant. It was brilliant, wasn't it? It feels like the scoreline doesn't reflect how good that game was. Yeah. It feels like a sort of <laughs> pulsating back and forth. There was so much drama in it and so much quality on display as well. I mean, that I was actually just praising Cancelo and talking about how much I love him and how he you know, essentially... Seems like he can play in every position when Salah just skinned him and won the game. So, sorry, City fans, I think that might be my fault. Yeah, the thing is, though, with that goal is a suit before Alisson even kicks it. And by the way, assists from goalkeepers is like the best thing ever, isn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> but a suit before Alisson even kicks that ball, when you see Mo Salah on the wide shot on the camera, he is already absolutely pelting it back. So, mm. in that situation, although Cancelo is absolutely brilliant, I mean, I was my money was on Salah all day long. Yeah, it was um, it was the perfect turn, really, wasn't it? Because he actually muscles him away and then still manages to get great control on the ball. And obviously, like you know, you see Salah with his top off. He's like, right, yeah, you are, you're a bit of a beast, aren't you? <laughs> and you kind of see it in those moments because he's not the biggest bloke in the world, mm. but he's clearly like very strong. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting game for Liverpool because it looked at the start that they were having to get used to the idea that they couldn't go toe to toe with Man City, which is absolutely mm. the right thing to do. But it felt like they, you know, it, I suppose it says a lot about Klopp and those Liverpool players that to, to play like that, you do have to park your ego a bit because yeah. there's no reason for them to think like, you know, in the grand scheme of things that they are Man City's main rivals. But at the same time, game to game, you're like, right, I mean, they've been smashing absolutely everyone. Yeah. Mm. We need to, yeah, we need to like, you know, be a bit humble here and, and actually just defend. And like even someone like Harvey Elliott, I know he didn't have like, an outstanding game, but I thought he was quite diligent, worked yeah. quite well in small little spaces. And by the end, you know, they, they came up worthy winners. I think they were like, their XG was two or something and Man City just about got to one, mm. maybe 0.98 or something, um, which actually on balance, you're like, actually, yeah, maybe you did deserve to win that because it was hard to think of a real moment beyond the Foden goal that was chalked off mm. where like Liverpool were really, really up against it. Well, what do we make of the the disallowed goal? Was the right decision made in the end? <laughs> Eventually, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think it was more. It was it's that switch that they um, employed in the game against Rangers, the four four two, and and having the wide players in midfield just working really hard backwards. It's not something you see that often um, anymore. And 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 you're right. I think I, I know Elliot didn't wouldn't be writing the headlines, but I genuinely think it's the best I've seen him play in a, in a long time. He looks he works so bloody hard. Mm. Uh, and um and 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 why um, I know Man City play on the front foot and they want to attack attack attack. Um, to leave a, a, a defender um, so exposed to be able to be turned like that, I think was a, a, a little bit silly uh, in my opinion. Uh, but it, I think Anfield have got Man City's number, mm -hmm. and they've certainly got Alf, uh, not Alfie, I think Inga Haaland, uh, Haaland number, <laughs> <laughs> got his number as well. <laughs> I actually thought the way Liverpool managed to keep Haaland quiet for large parts of the game, you know, he had a couple efforts on goal, didn't mm -hmm. he? But but um, he's going to put that header. Yeah, away. he wasn't at his clinical best that we've seen him so far. But I actually think that a lot of that was down to the way that Van Dijk and Gomez worked as a partnership. I, I thought it was actually really interesting mm. watching the way they moved together because it must be so difficult to decide whether you go tight on Haaland or whether you actually kind of drop off him a little bit and you just mm. read the runs. And I thought that that's what Van Dijk and Gomez did really well is they actually only got tight on Haaland when he had the ball at his feet. Yeah. And that's when they then sort of really, really defended up against him. Whereas aside from that, the majority of it, from what I was seeing, they sort of gave him the space to run, but just read the runs and, and cleared the danger before the ball actually got to Haaland. Mm. And that's clearly 
one of the ways that you can potentially stop him. It's not going to happen often, but I thought they they got it absolutely spot on. Yeah. But, but it's funny you say that because you're absolutely right. And yeah, he probably should have, should have scored two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he did have a quiet game and still managed to get what you know two or three shots. His, his XG is always higher than yeah. Man City's XG, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. But but do you not think that Anfield like really were you know you talk about the twelfth man quite a lot? But I thought they they cheered everything that was going yeah. well for Liverpool. I enjoyed when they cheered Pep when Pep was uh, jeering the, the crowd up as well. That was quite fun. <laughs> did, it, did it feel like a bit of a throwback, that game? It did. It was, it was quite needly, wasn't it? Yeah. Which was, which was fun. Um, and it felt like a mid, they had like a mid-2000s edge to it where it was like, oh shit, this game really does matter even mm. this early in the season. Yeah. Feels like felt like a real event, yeah. um, actually. Yeah. yeah, it was... Um, I mean, it, I think it shows the quality of, of Klopp, doesn't it, that... You know, he's been speaking in the week about the, the advantages Man City have, and obviously everyone speaks about it all the time because it's so pronounced. But to create a sort of bespoke performance like that, to, to so so specifically tailored to to an opponent with that much quality, and to pull it off is is really really impressive. Because mm. I mean, people were worried they were going to get a battering before the game. Mm. Yeah, like, it, you know, it, it, I guess it was never likely, but. Very few people were backing them to win. It's really yeah. impressive. Well, all the all the Liverpool fans who were at the Patreon event yesterday um, were all saying before the game that they were like, "Well, probably, well, probably three one." Mm. They would thought they'd be, they'd lose by two goals. They might get a goal themselves, right? But, yeah, and it was a pretty special performance. Even like. <laughs> Even Klopp getting rowdy at the end. I, I was it. like, "Yeah, this is. I'm all over this." Yeah. yeah. Well, that was a really f- interesting moment, wasn't it? Because I think throughout the match, there were there were a lot. I quite liked the way it was refereed, actually, because Anthony yeah. Taylor did let a lot a lot of things go, which then meant that the game flowed and it was able to be played at the high tempo that it was, which made Completely it so agree. exciting. Um, and so, in a way, I can understand why he didn't give the foul for of Bernardo Silva on Salah. But it was actually a foul, I think, mm. when you look back at it. And so Jurgen Klopp's absolutely raging at that point. And he goes over screaming at the linesman at that at that point. Um, and the only thing I would question is that Anthony Taylor then stopped the game to send Klopp off when Man <laughs> City were actually on the attack. I don't, I would have been a bit annoyed if I was City at that point. That's mm. pretty smart, actually. Do you think you did it deliberately? Tactical foul. In Possibly. A way. Possibly. Tactical foul mouth. <laughs> I think. I think. But I think like uh, Klopp this week has obviously been, uh, and he's got every right to talk about um, how I think he used the word limitless. Mm. Um, the the resources that clubs like Newcastle United and uh, and and Manchester City have. If he, I, I do think he is pointing his ire in the wrong direction. If he wants to put, you know, the the, the murdering of, 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 of um, you know, civilians in Yemen on the front page, on the back page, if he wants to talk about, you know, dismembering uh, journalists, I have no issue with that at all. You know, the, the, the Saudi regime is, is, is dreadful in every single metric going. But to, to have a football argument in a club where he spent 620 fucking million quid since he started managing, if there, indeed there is a football, uh, you know, argument to have in this horrific situation of sport washing uh, and nonsense like that, um, I, I think, I think he sort of let himself down there a little bit. I, if he wants to talk about the policy decision, absolutely fine. But to, to but to level um, footballing accusations against, you know, clubs like Manchester United, I'm going to say they spent one billion. Chelsea spend more than any other club every year. If they had a prolonged success at the top of the Premier League and the Champions League, you'd probably say for 20 seasons, probably not. Um, so I think 
he if he wants to do if he wants to talk about politics, absolutely fine. But if he wants to talk about football, then I think you can level criticism about how much money he spent and how much money he continues to spend and where their wage bill is going. I, I, in my that, opinion, that, that is quite that is quite an interesting point. Though, is it? Yeah. And I, I think it, it's a bit different with Man United in particular because they generate so much money, and I think that, and we, that's and we use it so well, so widely. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think the, the, the arguments. Cl- the arguments Klopp is making is, you know, what Liverpool achieved in in the, the title winning season has been was was truly exceptional. It's like the best Liverpool team ever, mm. which is which is an amazing thing, um, and that's how that's how extreme it has to get for for teams to be able to compete. And I think the danger is, it's Liverpool. He spent six hundred million on Jim. But, yeah, like, no one's doing that. No, his wage bill is higher than most. Like I would see, you would say. I think the difference is though that it's. I mean, this is the example everybody's using. Man City can spend £100 million on, on Jack Grealish and if it doesn't work out, they'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're... He, he spent 90-odd million on, on a footballer this season and it might not work out. Yeah, but I mean... So, that's, and, that's, and, that's, will, and, will, and will he be fired for, for that? That's disastrous if that, ha- if that happens. And also, they, they're only in that situation because the market's been inflated by, by City, by PSG and... I I understand his frustrations because can you not see a situation where in a, in a few years time they city just keep winning it and it and it just becomes boring. Well then, to, well, the, well for me, talk about the politics. Talk talk about who is funding, who the sort of people are funding. I I, I just don't think there's a footballing argument in this situation when there are other teams who are spending uh, the same amount of money as uh, Manchester City and Newcastle United. In my opinion, shall I just clarify the quotes um, that mm. Jurgen Klopp said? So this was in his press conference before the game. Um, he said it is not possible. to to compete it is just clear there are three clubs in world football who can do what they want financially it is legal and everything fine but they can do what they want he said i heard now that at newcastle somebody he's referring to sporting director dan ashworth said that there is no ceiling for newcastle and Jurgen Klopp said, yes, he is right. He's absolutely right. There is no ceiling for Newcastle. Congratulations. But some other clubs have ceilings. That is a short version of some of the things he said in the presser on Friday, Vish. Yeah, I mean, like, Pete, uh, Pete's point is interesting there because I didn't really look at it like that because I, I kind of took it at face value in terms of it's interesting that someone's raising this publicly. Mm-hmm. But, but I suppose Pete has a good point because essentially he's... It feels like he's staying in his lane a little bit. He is genuinely quite an outspoken manager. He's he's not mm. afraid to talk about the politics of, of a lot of things, Jurgen Klopp. And a lot of times, well, to be fair, to his credit, like I think it's important that people like that use his platform. But it is, yeah, Pete's thing is interesting because it is basically, I mean, he he knows what the other issue is. You know, he's yeah. not an idiot. And he's yeah. just like, you know, what, I'll just talk about I'd, I'd love to hear every Premier League manager not involved in Manchester City and Newcastle United tell it like it is and go this is in insidious fucking dreadful yeah. uh, you know last days of fucking raw rome kind of bullshit mm. uh, but but they won't because to a lesser extent most clubs are compromised to small amounts so so no one's no one's speaking from for, for, with 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 clean uh, clean hands in in many situations so it is i would like to see more managers speak on the politics of the situation and not just talk about it in the footballing space in my opinion because when you extrapolate that it's like okay so do amnesty international need to play harvey Elliott right wing is that how, <laughs> is that how you beat this <laughs> well on the pitch it was a win for liverpool 1-0 over manchester city which means in terms of the title race 10 points behind Man City 14 points Jim off your Arsenal side who got another win beating Leeds by a goal to nil sitting pretty at the top yeah. there you you, uh, you comfortable? Um, I'm kind of giddy and surprised <laughs> and I keep just looking at the table going oh that's nice still um, there yeah I'm not I, you know I'm not, I'm not buying that we're going to be there come the end of May but are you um, not? 
No, Do you I not just, believe? I just think again, it's it's the city thing. They're just so relentless. I know you know the, you know the proof should be in the pudding. I suppose that we're four points ahead of them, but I just think they are. They're kind of not impervious or immune to injuries. That's that's not quite the the right way of looking at it. But their squad's got so much depth that. Arsenal and, and most other teams as well, they're going to have injuries and it's going to affect them. And the, the you know the the schedule of games is, is absolutely crazy. And just you know, it's the, the the quality City have absolutely everywhere. I think is what's going to is is what's going to tell for them. So there's a, there's a very little drop off, I think, when certain players are missing, which you know I don't think Arsenal can compete with yet. And obviously the aim is to get them to that. But this was such an impressive win because Arsenal weren't very good at all. I think, you know, having played in northern Norway on Thursday night, not really had much time to sort of train um, properly ahead of the game, kind of felt like they were maybe running on empty a little bit, but to still kind of essentially just... Just win a game where we've had to defend mm. um, for for large parts of it. It has been impressive because in in most of the games Arsenal have played this season, they, they've set the agenda and they've controlled the game. This is the first time I've seen them not be able to do that. And and Leeds are so they press so quickly and they're so sort of energetic and and, and just kind of snappy in the tackle that it just disrupted Arsenal's rhythm. And for, and for them to still pull out a win in in quite weird circumstances because of the power cut thing as well is, is mentally <laughs> yeah, very impressive. I was about to say. I was about to say what else disrupted the rhythm of the game was the fact that there was a 40-minute delay to kick off because of a power cut. So the players are all out on the pitch. Someone had a toaster they, out. <laughs> <laughs> they played 23 seconds and they had to stop the game because there was a power cut. So therefore the referee lost communication with VAR. Goal line technology wasn't working. And uh, it was a good thing that they did manage to get it all back because in terms of what happened on the pitch, there was... All sorts of stuff that needed to be checked yeah, by VAR, wasn't chaos. there? Yeah, it was mm. madness. A um, <laughs> couple of penalties for, for Leeds. Well, one of them that was actually awarded, one that wasn't. Yeah. Um, Bamford missing the penalty. Oh, I felt a bit bad for yeah, him. Yeah, he had a funny afternoon because he had a goal disallowed as well, which again, was quite soft. He leathered it, didn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also there the was a situation with Gabriel at the end where he was sent off and then that was rescinded, but he was booked anyway, which is confusing to me. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was all... It was all it was a, very busy day for Patrick Bamford. It, it's really felt like that Lee, Lee's got to equalise late on. So it was, yeah. it was, um, I was delighted for that whistle to go. I know it's mm. probably just a, like an extension of, or maybe a, a bit of a hangover from the Arsenal banter club stuff. But everything about that game was the kind of game that you used to get done over. Yeah. Mm. Like it, just the, the circumstances around it, the delay, the penalty, even the penalty that was awarded, the goals, like, and I suppose I'm, maybe I'm talking a bit about luck here as well, but yeah. it doesn't, doesn't feel like you're a team that phased by that anymore, even though it's a lot of the same personnel. Yeah, I think as well, what's been impressive is that um, they've responded really well to going behind at home and have been really good at getting clean sheets on the road. Weirdly at home, not so, not so good at, I don't think they've kept a single one yet actually, but um, in the league anyway, but um, that mentality is, is, is growing as much as the quality, which is brilliant yeah. to see. Yeah, let's talk about that incident at the end because, um, I mean, this was a dramatic moment and an opportunity that, again, like Vish talks about having a little bit of luck. Yeah. It felt like that with this situation a little bit to a certain extent. Um, Gabriel gave away a penalty and he was he was actually shown a red card initially for falling to the floor and kicking out at Patrick Bamford involved in this incident once again. But VAR overturned the decision and ruled that Bamford was actually the one who fouled Gabriel and Gabriel's red was then downgraded to a yellow. Was, yeah. it, was it a right decision? Or like, it was just a bit of a confusing one, wasn't it's, it? It is a confusing one because if it's, 
if Gabrielle's still booked, why is it not a penalty? It's, it's, yeah. it's really strange. And maybe, I guess it's, I suppose he's being booked for kind of lashing out after Bamford's made the foul. So I guess that's what takes precedent. But um, it's really weird. There was also an offside in the build up to the penalty that um, Bamford missed yeah. as well. It was, a, yeah. again, an absolute disaster <laughs> <laughs> from referees. And yet somehow Arsenal managed to come away with the three points. Yeah, so good. I'll take it all yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> Well, they're the ones you want to take, aren't they? Um, also, another big story from the weekend, um, even though. Um, he didn't feature is that it's been confirmed by Chelsea that Reese James is going to be out injured for around eight weeks, meaning he's probably likely to miss the World Cup now. I was in Milan for the game against AC Milan in the week when he went down with this injury. And as soon as he went down, I was actually sat right near to where all of the um some of the Chelsea you know, technical team and medical staff were sat. And as soon as he went down, they turned around to look at the monitor that was next to me. And as soon as they saw the replay, they ran on. Oh, it was no. like they knew instantly this was not a good one. Um, and you've got to really feel for him, haven't it's you? I mean, blow, the timing is awful. He's such a good player. And, he's, you know, mm. he's, I think he's really, you know, cementing a place in, in Southgate's plans. He's, he's just, just absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, that's a real blow for England. I mean, Especially with Walker out as well. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's not looking good. I think... How are we having issues at right back? I know. This is not where we're having issues. It's karmic, isn't it? Because we complain about having too many. Yeah. And they were like, well, okay, we'll have too few now. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to have any. You know, if if you're so disrespectful to the riches, then, uh, yeah, they're going to be lost for you. Well, to be fair, I do think Walker hopefully should be back but yeah I think so I think yeah. so he is yeah but Reese James was like potentially mm. the alternative of right centre back wasn't he mm. like yeah. in that three so we'll see what happens Shame. right we'll take a break when we come back we will talk more about the weekend's action there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. I want to thank everyone, but the main person I want to f- the main person that I want to thank is Bernardo Silva for coming off in the 70th minute because he was miles off it yesterday. She <laughs> hurts my ears. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. oh. He was miles off it yesterday. Oh, horrible, horrible. Welcome back to the football ramble, though, guys. Um, right, let's get back to the weekend's action in the Premier League then, and we'll go back to the unfortunately first game of the weekend. Um, <laughs> I've been made to do this. I thought, I thought, you know, it was Friday night. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. No one cares about Brighton losing 2-0 to Brentford, do they? Everyone cares. Welcome uh, to the Obomo uh, and Rayo show, please. You know, the thing is, though, so Brentford beat Brighton 2-0. If you missed this game, Ivan Tony got a brace. Um, one of them was a, a ridiculous finish through mm. the legs of Adam Webster. Um, and the other one was a penalty in which Ivan Tony is like, one of the best penalty takers <laughs> ever. It's 20 crazy. out of 20 that he's taken for Brentford now. It's yeah. just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but they actually weren't very good. That's mm. what was weird, is that they didn't actually play well at all, Brentford. Um, Ray, I, Ray was in astonishing I, form. Some of those says Raya, were ridiculous. Apart from Ray, I will, I will give him that. Bomo was good. Yeah, yeah was, mm. all right. Do you think they played well? <laughs> I'm going to listen, going to listen all the game. <laughs> they were actually all really good. Um, what other things did the team who won 2-0 do badly? <laughs> Shut up. Um, but yeah, no, fair play to Brentford. I mean, it was a, they really needed the win because they'd gone three without a win coming into the game and, you know, playing in front of their home fans. We know they're so good at home, aren't yeah. they? And um, yeah, they got the victory that they, they deserved really in the end because they were the ones that found the back of the net. Whereas mm. Brighton looked a little bit disjointed, I have to say. I think we, we created chances, but weren't able to score, which sounds like me a year ago, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Welcome familiar. back. How, yeah. how, is, how, do you, how are you finding Deserby? Because it seems to me like they've essentially continu- continued the style as, as best as possible, but obviously there's going to be some, yeah. some disruption. I think he's trying to... I think, well, look, it's, it's not been... I think whoever was going to take over after Graham Potter was going to have one of the toughest jobs because mm. how do you follow that? Like he took the club to their highest ever Premier League finish. We were fourth when Deserby took over, and Graham Potter has had so many plaudits over the last few years since he's been with Brighton over what he's managed to create, not just in terms of the style of play that Brighton play with, but also the way he's improved players, the way he's brought players through, um, through from the youth team up into the first team. Can we put some violins um, over this? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional. <laughs> it went, went well, didn't it? Um, 
And yeah, so it was always going to be a tough act to follow, wasn't it? Um, and I like Deserby so far. I think what he's trying to do is just carry on from where Graham Potter left off, but trying to introduce some of his own flair. Um, and we saw that in the Liverpool game because the boys went out there and they were unbelievable against Liverpool. Um, and Trossard obviously got the hat-trick in that first game. And at that point, I was really excited because I thought, oh, okay, like maybe we're going to just see more of us attacking. And then in the Spurs game, I thought we actually played all right. But as soon as Spurs scored... They just sat back and it's so difficult to break Spurs mm, down when yeah. they do that. And that's what Conte is so bloody good at. So that one I didn't want to read too much into. And then this game, it felt a little bit... It was definitely our worst performance under him so far, but it's only been... Th- <laughs> fucking wankers, you lot. <laughs> you are at... I'm leaving! <laughs> <laughs> I thought of this advert there. I thought of this advert. Get John the Toaster involved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like Deserby, um, but am I worried? A little bit. It's not gonna it's not <laughs> it's not gonna be what we had before at the moment, but um we'll see. What I did enjoy was that he had a bit of a scrap. And mm. oh, he looks like yeah. Yeah, we've been, yeah. yeah, we've been waiting for that. We, we were sort of warned as Brighton fans that he's got this in him to have a little bit of a, a Barney on the on the touchline. It's a very shirty weekend, wasn't it? Seen <laughs> it in three games. <laughs> There's a lot of baby Guinnesses all around. Yeah, <laughs> need an octagon to replace the semicircle <laughs> just, for, just for these disputes to be settled. So you've got you've got Forest up next in midweek. Tuesday, uh, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. But then, then you have City and Chelsea. I know it's going to be fun, isn't it? I know a Potter back at um, the Amex, yeah. Facing Potter. Decent. We'll see how that goes. He's uh, in a better place now, isn't he? Um, he's he's just, just looks, he looks happier, doesn't he? Happier. Healthier. He's, he's glowing. Had his, he's, he's had glowing. his glow up, yeah. yeah. He's been taller. on, he's been on uh, TikTok watching those like uh, glow up tutorials. Yeah. Those men who do, um, those Turkish barbers that do like really <laughs> severe like lines in your hair. With, from the air when they from, go from the eyebrow <laughs> to the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. head. He's, a, he's on the street. I said, oh, oh he's, a, he's a 10, but he plays for Brighton. <laughs> 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 Daddy's bought an MX5. Daddy's bought a Mazda. <laughs> he was asked about his glow up, wasn't he? He was, Did yeah. you know what he said? He said, someone said to me that I've had a glow up. I have no idea what that is. Uh, he he said, knows what that he, is. He did say, he said, I have had a haircut from someone that cuts the lad's hair. So probably that's made a difference. I don't know. It cost a lot more than I thought it was going to. <laughs> Daddy's down the gym. Yeah. <laughs> In protein bars now, mommy's not on the scene. Daddy's down the gym. But this is weird for me because Potter's, you know, he's known as a details guy, right? He yeah. really, really thinks about it. Why are the players sending him for haircuts? <laughs> Why is he not in charge of that part of his life? It's his, it's his head. Like, didn't didn't uh, didn't Klopp get teeth? The same teeth as one of the players. Firmino. 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 Yeah. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah. He said he didn't get. He asked them not to be as white. <laughs> are they veneers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, mad, yeah. mad, lovely stuff. Yeah, the idea of them. Is have crazy you, have you seen people without the veneers on? They're like mad, they're like shaved down, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, you got to shave them down like little points. You have to shave the teeth down so they become like half the size of what they are, and then they like so that they've got room to put to stick the veneer over the top. So do you take them off at night? No, they just glued on. Right. Oh wow. Imagine that sleeping next to someone with like those like like fangs. I just like remember, this, I just remember the story of someone sleeping next to someone and waking up the next day and I realised it was a story that you told us about one of your mates. <laughs> Let's leave that there. <laughs> I, re- I know what it is and she doesn't want it on air. 
I know what it is. He doesn't want it on air. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, but imagine, imagine if you yeah, imagine if you lie next to them, you wake up the next day. Like, what's, that what's, tea? That, what's that on the dresser table? I'll tell the story. I don't mind. Go on, then. Someone I know mm-hmm. went out uh, with someone mm-hmm. and after a few dates went back yeah. and woke up the next morning and realised he was wearing a toupee. Wow. It was a sort week. of like flapping. The, pho- the photos, the photos picture. are incredible. God, this is a good photo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can anyway, I bring it back digress. to a go bit? Go back to Potter. Uh, not Potter. Oh, okay. I'm going to go, uh, I think Ivan Tony, mm. yeah. after Kane, is the best English striker we have at the moment. Is he and on the plane? I, I think is he should go to the World Cup and I think he yeah. is. He plays in a broadly similar way to Kane in terms of his hold up and his ability off the ball, especially out wide. But I think over the last you know, a few months, even just like, I suppose this game, we saw the best of him. Cause as you say, Brentford didn't play that well, but he always looked like a threat. Yeah. Mm. And, and I he's think hitting he's... form at such a useful time. Yeah. For England, I think and you can't, you can't ignore that kind of journey. No. And I, but I also think there's, there's so much more, a lot of his game is so much more sustainable than other people who've deputized for, mm. for Kane in the past. I, I think someone like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who obviously like, you know, isn't starting for Everton. Um, and, and, and he's was someone who always is a bit like, has to be running towards goal to have like a real profound effect, I think, mm. or facing yeah. goal anyway. Um, whereas like he's Tony's got so much about his game. Yeah. I, I think without wishing him like a, a move away from Brentford, I think he's the kind of person who. I'd, come, like, to see, come I'd to, like to see him in a busier side. I think, yeah, with more it, chances just at, at with his a, feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, Brighton. Nah, probably not. <laughs> Brighton have come and gone now, haven't they? They've lost their... Would no be a sideways move? Yeah, it's a bit like when um, when they had the OC and then they, you know, the latest season of the OC were outside of the OC. It's like, it's <laughs> gone, mate. love the OC. He's so obsessed with the OC. It's a good show! <laughs> I forget How you're like a valley girl. How does he get the OC girl. into every show? <laughs> <laughs> There's always some kind of segue into the OC with you. You're kind of like a little Rachel Bielsen Am I? for the show, yeah. She came in the, on the breakfast show. She's tiny. Absolutely yeah, tiny. she is. She's uh, adorable, yeah. But, uh, she, um, Are you she, calling me adorable? No, but she's also a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly got him. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly got him when he's at his weakest, tongue over as hell. She's also about the smelling like sick. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanting to cuddle up and go back to his teenage years so he can watch the OC on a Saturday morning. <laughs> sort of reheat McDonald's. Um, <laughs> but no, she was a bit of a dick in the first season, so maybe, actually. Yeah, yeah that's a good point, actually. Yeah, Absolutely fair enough. Turn. Um, so yeah, we all love a little scrap in football, don't we? So we've talked about Deserby showing his um, his well, yeah, his angry side when mm. he didn't really need to get involved with the, the incident with Joel Veltman and Thomas Frank when it happened. Uh, but I love to see it, and fans do like seeing this stuff. And uh, there was a quite a bit of a scrap in the weekend's game between Sheffield United and Blackpool in the sh- in the Championship. And he said Championship <laughs> in the Championship. <laughs> oh, we've not been in the Championship for a while. It's the Championship now. Oh, we're better than that. Do you call Prosecco Champagne? <laughs> no, it is Champagne. Um, it finished. A three-all draw this game and it was absolutely <laughs> bonkers. There were four red cards and a massive fight and Blackpool came back from 2-0 down. They were 3-2 up against Sheffield United who, by the way, went into the weekend top of the table. Mm. Um, and then two of their players got second yellows in the 78th and 81st minute. Sheffield United missed a penalty. Then they finally equalised. But when the full-time whistle went, Sheffield United's goalkeeper, Wes Fodderingham, appeared to haul the Blackpool player Shane Lavery to the ground and they proceeded to have a full-on fight on the <laughs> yeah. floor. It was amazing. Proper like UFC ground and pound stuff as well, wasn't yeah. it? With yeah. both 
essentially both squads getting involved. Yeah. More <laughs> with, of it, with not, with not a single punch being thrown, <laughs> which lets me that very clear. <laughs> the, the, um, the video is great because there's a guy in a suit and an earpiece who comes in to like clear everyone out and he looks like a bouncer in a nightclub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it outside. It's so good. Uh, the game finished in like the 100th odd minute. Like it went on for absolute ages mm. because of all of that having to be sorted. Um, but yeah. Good fun. Um, also staying in the championship, you might remember from last week that um, Wigan Cardiff, that one was played with one of the goals two inches bigger than the other. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, it almost happened again this weekend in Hull's game against Birmingham. But thankfully on this occasion, Hull dealt with the issue before kickoff with officials actually managing to saw two inches off the post to make them the right size. <laughs> it delayed the start of the game Why? by 20 minutes. Why? I mean, How I, does it happen? I understand like subsidence. It's a pitch. It's going to, you know, there's going to be some kind of movement. Why are they not adjustable up and down? Yeah. Like, why are they not? Why do they have to get a fucking angle grinder out? It's like, well, we could never have foreseen this issue. And also, why are they only figuring that out, like, yeah. just before kickoff? Like, short, like, you get to these grounds hours before and it, games yeah. start. And, and also, the way that they were measuring it was this, like, kind of, like, he wasn't even on, like, a stool or anything or a ladder. He just had, like, this tape measure. It just looked really inaccurate the way he was mm. measuring it. It was just a bit of a mess, really. Yeah. Have, have, you know, like when you when you're in uh, the US and Seven Elevens uh, have like a, uh, a measuring um, stick next to the yeah, uh, yeah. next to the door, so when if someone's done some shoplifting, um, they can they can oh, basically ident- they can identify how tall a person is. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, on the CCTV, mm. and um, yeah, just have that on the post. <laughs> Seven foot, eight foot. I don't know how tall the posts are. Fifteen foot. Much easier. Makes sense. So if you like stand on the post, you can like measure your height, like yeah, a kid and like oh, I'm draw just a little. Now. Look at yeah. Mark out, yeah, Mark yeah. how big Alan's getting. It's been a while since I've done that. that. <laughs> you didn't have to move your pencil on that line much, fish, did you? Oh. you Stop growing. Is that the cord you're going to tug on? Is that that you are fish's short? Your feet aren't touching the floor. I feel like a child on a swing right now in this chair. My Put feet, that big wally pop down. My feet genuinely are not touching the floor. Oh dear. Right, back to the Premier League then. Um, Wolves beat Nottingham Forest by a guy. Who's laptop That was me. Sorry, because I was playing the Horvitz advert for your Brighton nonsense earlier Who's on. Who's messaging you? <laughs> it is uh, Rory. Producer Rory. <laughs> Hang on, isn't he listening to this show? Yeah. Hi, Rory. Hi, um, Rory. Right, Wolves beat Forest by a goal to nil. Um... God, it wasn't the best game, this one. Um, but it was a big win for Wolves. They really, really needed this. Yeah. Um, the, the the real kind of shithousery happened before the match, though, which I fully enjoyed, um, where Forrest actually posted an image of them playing with some baby wolves and they used oh. the caption, playtime. They decided, you know what, we're going to delete that because that was probably a bit presumptuous. Oh, they, they deleted it? They deleted it. Right, wow. playtime. Yes. <laughs> Fucking However, horny little devils. <laughs> oh, it's playtime, boys. It's how they advertise like Roman Reigns in the WWE. It's like, Daddy eats first. Mm. It's like, this That's is creepy, my yard. Ooh, it's so fucking <laughs> horny on men. There's a, Stop there's, it. I love that you've Stop gone for it. the horny angle with it. It is. It's just like, ooh, it's playtime, boys. It was a bit <laughs> fucking furry interest porn or nonsense. <laughs> it didn't look it didn't look a little bit Paco Rabanne, didn't it? It's <laughs> just a bit shit. Horny oh, little website God. boys. <laughs> Why do so many Premier League Premier League clubs have such ready access to wolves. Diego Costa, a wolves real. No, no, no I said I don't real. think. No, oh, right, I didn't sorry. know that. 
<laughs> Although I didn't know reindeer were actually real until quite late on in my life. Oh my god! How I, thought they were, I thought they were a myth. A myth, like a like a did unicorn. You, where where did you stand on deers? No, deers are real. Right, thank you. Right, get, 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 put Adam to the list, Rory. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I just thought reindeer were like a, a Santa thing. Oh, okay, yeah, like, that's fair. Oh, like a magical. I mean, they can't fly. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> well, Santa, Santa oh, thing. What have I where, done? Where, are you, where are you with Santa? Yeah, at this where are you with time? Santa? Yeah. Because we we could we could help. You know, I suppose we could ruin Jules's life at this moment. No, no, no. Where, where are you with Santa? Children might be listening in the car whilst parents are yeah. listening yeah. to this. So Santa's real. Yes, true. Obviously, yeah, mm. right. But you and you know that, right? Okay. Stop right. looking at me like that. I'm nervous. Uh. Anyway, the wolves in this picture, Jim, is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't think they're real. Are they not? Oh, it's photoshopped. Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. They don't have access to these wolves. No, but Diego Costa did that. Yeah, they were real. Video, didn't he? They so. were real. Those ones were real. Anyway, um, they deleted it for us. They deleted the image and, and the tweet, but. Prior to that, Ruben, um, Ruben Nevers, I think, had already screen grabbed it. So he then shared it around with the Wolf Squad so they could see right. what they said. And uh, I don't know, maybe that inspired them to get the win. Absolute <laughs> shambles over there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, they then posted after the game, the Wolf social media team saying, playtime is over. Yeah, it was great. And it was um, a, a, a chopped down tree, wasn't it? Yeah. With the axe in it. And yeah. I don't know if you see, but in the, in the background, you can see uh, on the advertising board, it, just behind the, like, the stub of the, right. the trunk, um, was uh, they they've written not forest? Nah, but you can't. You can only see the the nah, TTS. Okay, nice. I like that. Yeah. But it's funny because like forest fans on Twitter were so angry and like kind of reacting off the back of mm. um, Wolves' post, being like, "Why do we do this? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why do why, we have to motivate other teams?" We, yeah. I said this yesterday. Like the Premier League is, is built on narrative. Yeah, and just don't add more narrative in. <laughs> Don't add any reason to do to to to, to, yeah. to g someone up to play you because if you win you still look like a tit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Like, yes. There's no, yeah. there's no Daddy's benefit home. to it. Stop it! <laughs> 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 oh, just someone over <laughs> over the admin shoulder. Like, no, make it sexier. Make it sexier. <laughs> right, let's put, move put, on. Put, put sepia filter on it. <laughs> <laughs> Tottenham beat Everton two 0 um, Kane scored a penalty, didn't miss this time. And Hoiberg also scored in the game. And they've had their best start to a league season in 59 years, mm. Tottenham, which is remarkable. But they've still been pretty crap to watch, haven't they? <laughs> like Jim I said mean, on Friday. They, like they, They're getting results, but it's not fun, is it? Well, they're still going through the gears a, a little bit. But, I mean, fundamentally, they just need bodies back. And you sort of think maybe the, they need to get to the World Cup um, mm. and they need, I think they've got two European fixtures before that and and, and if they don't win those, they, they might be in a, in a bit of bother in, in, in their table. But um, they do need to, I think they're going to enjoy the, the World Cup break <laughs> just getting their players back fit. Or well, I, don't know. I mean, they, fit. You know, they're, they're on the same points as City. They're absolutely flying, I think. They're, you reckon? Yeah, I think they're, they're loving life. The thing is, it's like you say, Jules, they're so hard to break down, aren't yeah. they? They are so... They're, so They're really annoying to watch, aren't they? They are, like, yeah. Especially when your team are playing against them. But also, I've covered them a couple of times in the Champions League this year, so I've been at their games. And they have moments, but largely it's not, it doesn't flow and doesn't feel really exciting no. to watch. It's like they, they kind of create the mm. odd opportunity and because they've got such quality on the pitch, they're, they're getting the results and they've got, you know, a brilliant manager in Antonio Conte. So that's why they're up there in the table. But... 
it's not been the most exciting football to watch. No, but I mean, they're, they're so comfortable defensively. And that's um, it takes a while to get used to your team being good defensively, doesn't mm. it? Because it's just panic stations in your own mind whenever, whenever anyone's attacking you. But Spurs, are, they're really, really comfortable with that happening and they don't mind it. And because, you know, they've, they've, they've gone from, you know, the, the front two essentially of Kane and Son to Kane, Son, Richarlison and Kulisevsky all being really, really effective. They, mm. they, they're efficient with the chances they make. They don't need to kind yeah. of dominate possession. They don't need to make 100 chances because they're, they're going to finish them off. So I think it's, the, you know, it's the best use of the players Conte has at his disposal. And it's just, yeah, they, they, they look very difficult to beat. Yeah, the Got your um, lot on Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday? Uh, yeah, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's uh, there's an, uh, the interesting thing I find with Spurs. I, I suppose, like at the risk of repeating what both of you just said, I, I kind of get the way that their moments of quality seem to happen independently of like their greater game plan. Because I think there's an understanding from Conte mm. that if if you sort the back out, then you can can't the, you know the. It, it it all kind of like runs itself further forward. It's like it is, it is through Harry Kane. You know, Son is going to make his runs off there. Richarlison, um, you know, barring the injury, and, and I think it's, I don't know if you saw, but he um, he was speaking to Brazilian journalists in the mix zone after the game, and one of the other journalists was there was saying he was in tears. So it it could potentially be out of the World Cup. I'm not I'm sure oh, yeah. I'm not sure if there's been an update this morning, but that'd be incredibly sad. Yeah, because of the start he's had. I I perversely. I find them quite good to watch. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated by them because I don't really. I, th- I think if you saw in the Everton game as well, you might be saying that Wednesday. <laughs> well, yeah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say if you want if you want to see free flowing football, yeah, just wait till they play us on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Although the Newcastle game wasn't evidence of that. If you watch no. that, <laughs> playtime Spurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there was um, you know, when when Basuma came on, I think suddenly they like they felt they were a bit more liberated by having that extra man in midfield. Um, even the idea, like, you know, Hoiberg scores that goal, but it was crossed from Bentancur out on the right, making a run. And I think you've, you still want to see that, like, they are primarily people who sit back, but when they were given licence to roam, then mm. they did quite well. The other thing I would say about the defensive um, uh, structure, yeah, they are more solid, but fuck, they gave Everton a couple of chances on the weekend that should have gone the other way. Mm. I think they, they could have easily been one down. Eric Dyer had a quietly had a bit of a rubbish game. And he's been one of the players who seems to have benefited yeah. from this system. But you can still see that even with the structure around you, those individual mistakes are going to be the difference between, I suppose, actually finishing the top four and not. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, Harry Kane has also now scored in five successive top flight games for the first time in his career, which is an amazing record. He's eight goals behind Jimmy Greaves' all-time club record for Spurs. Will he get it against United? <laughs> all of them. Will he get all of them against United? All eight. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were waiting for me to Alive, answer that. He yeah. you to answer. Um, right, that's pretty much all the football from the weekend that we've got time to cover, but we have to finish with this story because it's just absolute ramble gold. Um, mm. We've had Keeping Up with the Acardis before. Mm-hmm. But and we'll a, have it again. And we will, yeah. it's gonna. It's, there's going to be more. But for the time being, there is a new power couple in Italy catching all the headlines. Keeping Up with the Totties. I love it. Francesco Totti and his wife of 17 years have broken up recently and things have gotten a little bit tasty. Totti has taken all of his ex-wife's handbags hostage and (laughs) she allegedly refuses to give back his Rolex watches until she gets her handbags back so this is this fight is just gonna carry on Jim (laughs) yeah I mean he's apparently he said all she has to do is return the watches and this is over (laughs) it sounds so 
intense and yeah. so much more serious than it actually is. Why don't they just swap them? Yeah. But what, literally, so what's stupid. the point? You know, pour, I mean, you can't really pause them because obviously the handbags, he's going to get bummed on the shipping, isn't he, I suppose? Because handbags are going to get bummed on the shipping. It's going to get absolutely destroyed on the shipping. You're right, it's so, unavoidable. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I can see why they've had so much difficulty. <laughs> is, this like, um, is this like Drake? Because you know um, Drake uh, collects Birkenbags right. for the person he's going to end up with. Oh, what? yeah, he's such yeah. a little... It's like the most, most Drake he the most, one of the most successful is, fucking singer-rappers in the world? isn't it? disgusting. He's such yeah. a fucking worm. That is absolutely vile. Also, like, Bir- Birkenbags are like six figures as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just yeah, he's you, collecting so them wait, for... He just has a collection of bags yeah. for someone who he's not met yet. Basically, yeah. 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 I mean, he's like not yeah. the most Drake thing you've ever heard. I think he's a... Such a it is a bit. It's a bit odd, isn't it? That's yeah. just odd. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Is that libelous? <laughs> <laughs> is it I'd libelous? Li- I'd li- I'd li- look, I'll happily go to court for that. In the dock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drake, one, one second. No, put that down. You've got enough of them. Stop playing with them. We're not for you. Remember. Uh, Jules from the River Rams just called you a. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. yeah so uh, by the way just just on this Totty story um, the wife also posted an Instagram the wife the, the wife I don't know how to pronounce her name I don't want to get it wrong Hilary Blasey Hilary Blasey Blasey yeah. yeah her calling Drake a <laughs> I don't want to mispronounce his name so I'm not going to say it <laughs> She posted an Instagram story where she winked in front of a Rolex shop and tagged Totty in the post. <laughs> I love it. So immature, but it's fucking brilliant, isn't it? She got a start in show business um, advertising Panettone, the oh, most Italian of stories. Yeah. But that's once a year, isn't it? It's a, it's, I guess so. Oh, Christmas yeah. bread. Yeah, yeah, Christmas bread. Yeah. Christmas yeah. bread. Christmas bread. <laughs> It's real though. Gluten free. <laughs> come, come full circle uh, because Panettone very good when you toast it. Oh really? Oh, yeah. get, it nice. get it in his head. Really lovely. Get that in the man's head. But does he have any mm. butter to put on it? Because you can't put pate on it. That'd be disgusting. No. Can't put Ooh, pate I don't know. I don't know. Pate on panettone. Oh, no, I don't know. Let's do it. Toasted. Bit of butter. Bit of pate. I'm having it. You could call it patanoni. <laughs> You could do. Oh, is that God, how you want to end the show? It's with time that? to leave, isn't yeah. it? Um, God, she she she, she libels Drake. Yeah, <laughs> she can't pronounce an Italian woman's name, and now she's doing puns, toast puns. I only what? just found out the reindeer are real. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? Oh, uh, right. Let's leave. Um, let's just leave. to let you know, um, tomorrow got another special episode it's a new guide to and it's with all of us guys um so after we did the guide to about footballers acting careers which went down very well uh, we thought we had to add to it and do footballers in adverts um so we're going to be going through the archives with some sensational tv adverts it's going to be super fun you know you name it rooney keegan they don't come out of this particularly well (laughs) Michael Owen features, of course. Um, That's with all of us lot tomorrow. It's on the feed as soon as you wake up, so make sure you check it out. Um, Then on Wednesday, we're back for a bonus ramble in the middle of a busy round of Premier League midweek action. So uh, check that out as well. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Boys, it's been a pleasure. See you soon. Ta-ta. Bye. Bye. Acknowledge daddy. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a legitimate Robin Red shirt. Acknowledge daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Awful. Yuck. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.